Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, listeners. Today is August 28, 2013, and do we have a great show for you. Did you know that the United States spends more on health care than any other nation in the entire world, yet we still have uninsured as a result, it's become more and more important for listeners to be educated on complementary and alternative therapies that are available today. It can take a great deal of research to become knowledgeable of what therapies may be good for you. Our guest today is Alan E. Smith. He has his journalism degree from the University of Missouri and many years of media experience. He's authored a book called How to Unbreak Your Health, Your Map to the World of Complementary and Alternative Therapies. So let's welcome Alan Smith to our show. Hello, Alan. Hello, Denise. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's a pleasure, an absolute um, pleasure. So I I typically like to start my shows out with telling the listeners how you got on the path to writing your book. Well, I'm sure like many of your guests, uh, it was from my own experience. Uh, My own health had uh, deteriorated over the years and ended up at the Mayo Clinic, I guess about 10 years or 12 years ago now, and went through all of the tests and, and they said, well, we got good news and bad news and the good news is it's not going to kill you. The bad news is you're not going to like it, and there's really nothing we can do about it. And you sit there for a minute, and you're in the finest medical facility in the world, and you've got you know all of the technology and the, and the best specialists, and they say there's nothing they can do for you. And you're like, well, now what do I do? And that was the moment when I said, well, okay, I've kind of run the end of this path. I'm going to have to start down 
a different uh, avenue and see whether I can find something on my own. And fortunately, as with most people, when you are open-minded to new things and ready for change, suddenly things pop up into your life that you didn't know were there. And it was about mm-hmm. two weeks after I got back to Dallas that I ran across a review for a book by Bruce Lipton called The Biology of Belief. It was all about the scientific verification of how your mind uh, can control your body. And I said, man, this is, this is the kind of news I was looking for. Obviously, I, it gave me some hope that I could uh, improve my own health and learned about a gentleman by the name of Rob Williams and something called Psych-K and got involved with that and my health started to improve and the more I learned, uh, the better my health got and the more I learned about other things that were out there and I said, you know, somebody really needs to have a book out there and let people know that there are just literally hundreds of different therapies out there waiting for them. But it's been kind of hidden and kind of a secret world and unless you really go out looking for it, you don't know where to find it. So everybody kept pointing the finger back at me saying, wait a minute, you're the guy with a journalism degree. Why don't you write the book? So eventually I sat down and wrote the book. So it's just uh, it's kind of the Reader's Digest view of the whole world of complementary alternative medicine. I didn't want to go into great detail and a lot of footnotes and you know a lot of Latin terms and things like that. I just wanted something short and simple and here's what it is. Here's where it comes from. Here's what some folks say it can do for you. And if it's something that interests them and pulls them, then that's obviously what they're looking for. And there's a couple of websites usually listed with every listing and you know, they can start their own path. And that was really what it was supposed mm-hmm. to be, is just a view from the mountaintop. You cover over 300 different therapies, and you've broken them down into, say, three different categories. Mind, the body, then the spirit, and energy. Of all those categories, what did you find the most interesting when you were pulling this book together? That's a great question, Denise. <laughs> um, actually, there there was at least a couple of therapies in every section that really kind of uh, attracted my attention, saying, "Boy, I'd never heard of that," and you know that sounds really fascinating. And mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know, <laughs> so you research and learn a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. I think probably the hardest to understand was the energy slash spirit section. Because it's it's really just things that are kind of on the edge of our knowledge and science at this point. Uh, even though mm-hmm. things like acupuncture, you know, go back what three thousand, four thousand years, and have been used by billions of people, so it's not exactly anything new and untried. But there's some quantum science things that are kind of pushing the envelope of uh, what I would consider normal science. But uh, there's something in every category. Probably, probably. Um, energy psychology, that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. And doesn't oh, that fall under under um, Lipton's book that you read on absolutely. cell biology? Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. Bruce actually goes into the science. He's a he's a cellular biologist uh, by trade. I mean, he's he's a doctorate in in the hard sciences, and he was the one that discovered the physical reactions of our own cells to our beliefs and our thoughts and feelings. And And stress. And stress. I mean, Mm -hmm. we don't understand how much uh, our body responds to the environment around us. And as I'm sure you know from your book on cancer, I mean, that's 
that's what the trigger mark is for all cancers is the environment. Mm-hmm. Well, I was surprised in that particular book that through his scientific research, he actually found that a single cell has a brain. Absolutely. And when you think about that, that's just astonishing. Especially when you realize how many trillions of cells we have in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And they're all working in concert. Of all the um, therapies that are in your book, Mm-hmm. Which ones have you found that people are using the most often? Oh, the the most popular, shall we say, in, in the yes. modern world mm-hmm. around us? Exactly. exactly. Uh, I mean, things like yoga, I'm sure, have to rank near the very top. Uh, acupuncture is very popular. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things, uh, animal-assisted therapies, getting a lot of attention lately, meditation, uh, aromatherapy. Uh, people are beginning to realize how widespread that uh, use really is. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that are growing, uh, things like Bach flower remedies. I mean, they've uh, been around for, what, 100 years, but they're just now really starting to hit the ground and, and people are starting to use them on a more widespread basis. Uh, humor therapy, uh, which is my personal favorite therapy in the whole book. Uh, I mean, this actually goes back and was mentioned in the Bible, and many people don't realize that. I mean, this is not a new therapy. Uh, it was actually mentioned in the Bible, Proverbs 17.22, that a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Mm. And here we are 2,000 years later, and uh, Norman Cousins was suffering from a really painful, uh, debilitating disease back in the 60s. Uh, and he was he couldn't sleep. He was on the highest dose of opiate medications that he could get. Uh, and really suffering, and he kind of stumbled by accident onto the fact that if he could laugh for about 20 minutes, he could sleep for up to two hours without any drugs at all. And that kind of got him, you know, like most of us, starting down his own path to find out what was going to work. And he wrote a book called The Anatomy of an Illness, and it documented his step-by-step process of discovering just how many good things laughter can do for you. Uh, that mm-hmm. it, it oxygenates the blood, it uh, kicks in the hormones in the brain for pain relief, uh, does so many great things. And I guess it was in the 80s that the uh, American Medical Association actually finally reluctantly accepted it as a legitimate therapy. Uh, and it's just now, uh, after yoga and other things are coming out, they've had the uh, Big Apple Circus in New York City for the kids that are in the hospitals. And uh, a lot of hospitals all over the country are starting to add the comedy channel to their TV lineups, and it's just amazing uh, what humor can do for you, no matter how Mm -hmm. sick you really are. Mm -hmm. What therapies, um, well, no, not actually therapies themselves, but um, why is it that we never seem to treat the source of our health problems in other words, I, when we go see oh, physicians, they treat our symptoms, but the actual source, a lot of times we don't even think about it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the doctor is treating the symptoms so that you're more comfortable and pain-free or whatever, uh, and that's what most people go in for. 
is the pain mm-hmm. relief or the relief of whatever their problem is. And it would be like going to your car mechanic and saying, well, I've got this squeak, and he fixes it, and you never have that problem again for the life of the car. It's not very good mm-hmm. business for the car mechanic. I mean, it's all about repeat business and getting them to come back and back and back. And the medical associations kind of got into the same merry-go-round. Uh, they'll treat your symptoms, and the drugs that they give you will probably give you side effects that will need more drugs to treat that. And those side effects will then need a third drug to treat the second drug side effects. Uh, but they don't treat the actual source. They don't uh, look for the the real beginning of the problem. And it's... I guess it, 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 the easiest way I can explain is an old story I heard is of a couple of fishermen that were on the bank of the river, and they had been out for a couple of hours, and, and suddenly they noticed this uh, young man floating down the river and waving his arms like he was drowning. So one of them jumped in, swam out, and pulled him back to shore. And you know, sooner got him back, then noticed a woman floating down the river. Second fisherman jumped in, swam out, and got her, brought her back to shore, and this kept going on and on for you know. 20, 30 minutes, and start, crowds started to gather, and they just kept going back out and getting people that were uh, in the river and bringing them back to shore. And eventually, the uh, third fisherman stood up and said, well, that's, I've had about enough of this action. And he walks upstream and climbs up the road to the bridge, walks out to the middle of the bridge, and grabs the idiot that's throwing innocent pedestrians off the bridge into the river. And as many people were applauding the fishermen that were saving the the people, nobody thought to go upstream to find out why they were all ending up in the river in the first place. And that seems to be where modern medicine is. They don't seem to think about going back to to where the start of it is. And that's one of the things complementary alternative medicine does better than anything. There's such a multitude of things that can go wrong with the human body. And... You know, in defense of our of our good doctors and you know the medical profession, when a patient comes in with with you know a list of ten symptoms, well, those ten symptoms can match probably hundreds of of different types of diseases. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, today today we have this problem where. Our physicians only can spend maybe five, ten minutes maximum with each patient, and as a result, you know they'll they'll order the blood tests and they'll they'll do maybe some x-rays or scanning, whatever. but from there on, usually they'll send you to a specialist if they suspect something, and it's a really long road, just like it was a long road for you when you went to Mayo Clinic. And after that, it's all said and done. They still may say, "We don't know. We don't know what's wrong." And I think that's where alternative complementary medicine can take over. Mm-hmm. And you've you've pretty much provided the different avenues that you could go through from all the different therapies that are in your book. But you definitely have to take on more responsibility as a patient to research and look into these other therapies when the medical profession has possibly failed you. 
Well, and, and you know, hopefully, uh, from books like yours and mine and, and some others that are out on the market, people will begin to look for their answers before they really end up seriously ill uh, and, mm-hmm. and cut the problems off as soon as possible. But if mm-hmm. if you go down the path that you know I went down and I think many others do, uh, it's still there. I mean, you can find your own solution. And I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, our health is our responsibility. It's not our mothers. It's not our doctors. I mean, it's our life. I mean, who's going to be more responsible mm-hmm. for us than us? So we have to learn everything that we possibly can that's out there in order to take care of ourselves. Well, it's easy to go to go into a, a physician appointment and hope that they have the answers for you. And... You know, to have to to take more time, do more research, it's a big step because the typical patient's not um, trained for doing this sort of thing. No, ma'am. We're, we're trained customers. We're used to going in and giving or taking whatever the, the doctor's willing to give us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have so wanted to keep us ignorant. Just, and let's just say, for instance, that you um, that we have a listener that's in that situation where you know they just can't quite figure out um, what to do. Um, talk about what steps they could take um, to possibly come to some some roadmap. Uh, uh, for for finding out what's ailing them. Well, funny you should use the word roadmap, Denise. The, uh, that's kind of the subtitle of the second edition of my book, uh, that it is the map to the world of complementary and alternative medicine. It's really designed, uh, and it's designed on purpose, as a way for people to find what they need. But they have to, first of all, be open and, and willing to look for new answers and different answers than they're used to and mm-hmm. have to be ready for it. Uh, if you read the book cover to cover, uh, and which you have to because I took out all of the uh, references in the index to specific illnesses, specific problems, uh, you can't look up cancer in the back of my book and find all of the pages that it's listed on. Uh, and had a major uh, to-do with my publisher before we brought out the first edition about that because he says there's never been a health book that didn't have that. And I said, and And therein lies part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, People are taking the shortcut to find what they need, even though it may not be exactly what they need for their particular situation. Uh, They might be Mm -hmm. misdiagnosed. Uh, If you read the book, something in there will attract you. Uh, And it's been called uh, Inner Healer, uh, synchronicity, uh, divine guidance. I mean, it's got lots of different names, but it is it does exist. Uh, there's a process out there in the world that if you're ready for it, you will be drawn to what it is that is going to help you at that particular point in time. And mm-hmm. that's why all of the listings uh, in my book have different websites, because if whatever the therapy is that attracts you, uh, I want you to be able to start your path as soon as possible and and start down and learn more about it, and then you'll learn more from their websites and where else to go and other books, and uh, hopefully find exactly what it is that's going to help you find your better health. Mm-hmm. But with someone with a pretty serious 
uh, condition that that needs to to get some answers relatively quickly? Is there any particular category that they might want to concentrate more on in your in your book? No, and that's that's one of the fallacies. People are looking for the shortcut. They're looking for the down and dirty. You know, what can I do today? Uh, and the pills mm-hmm. that the doctor gave me aren't working. What else can I do to to help my pain today, or whatever it is? And uh, I've had people that that have read the book and said I didn't. You know, nothing attracted me. Nothing really uh, jumped out and spoke to me like you know this is what I need. And I said, then you aren't ready and you aren't open to what it is uh, that you're looking for at this point. You're still mm-hmm. kind of a closed book, uh, thinking that you can find the answers in the traditional medicine or you know other things that you've other people have mentioned to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Even even no matter how sick you are, or at least that you think that you are, uh, I'm sure you know there are miraculous cures every day all over the world that modern medicine can't even explain. Uh, they hem and haw and they say, well, maybe we misdiagnosed it in the first place. Well, no, they didn't misdiagnosis. It just, you know, the person found what it is that they needed and they were able to reverse it mm-hmm. and unbreak their health. Mm-hmm. And and the doctor's like, well, I can't take credit for it, so I guess I'll try and downplay it. But it's a it's a process you know, that people yeah. have to go through for themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, with a serious disease like, for instance, cancer, they've they've done research and they have found that with a diagnosis, people will go into um, denial. And it could last up to six months. It's more in the subconscious than it is in the conscious mind. Mm-hmm. So as a result, sometimes they have a very difficult time trying to figure out what to do next. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, the range of treatments, uh, even for something like cancer, which is, is relatively time-sensitive, uh, there's things like mm-hmm. the nutrition study uh, called the China study by T. Colin Campbell that if they'd read uh, years ago and adopted his philosophies of the largest and longest uh, research program on nutrition and health, uh, they would have never gotten cancer in the first place, uh, to things like the insulin uh, potentiation therapy or IPT, which accepts the fact that all medicine uh, agrees on that cancer cells are tremendously energy sensitive. They suck up all of the insulin that they can in the body and all the sugars. And Mm -hmm. the therapy that's uh, popular in Europe, just starting to get started over here, is that they identify which chemotherapy your particular cancer is most receptive to. And then they match that with insulin so that the insulin carries the chemotherapy directly to your cancer cells because there's... uh, taking in more of the insulin than any other cell in the body, and you can get mm-hmm. away with 5 to 10% of the normal uh, therapy load. So you don't have the side mm-hmm. effects of losing your hair and nausea and everything else. I mean, there's a whole range of things out there uh, that, yeah, people need to get over the, the shock and disbelief and denial uh, and get on and take responsibility for their life and solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Well... The good news is that there's a shift to include complementary and alternative medicine. 
for prevention. We're seeing it more and more with uh, healthcare providers. Can you speak to us about that? Uh, as far as in a prevention mode, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's. A, there's I mean, a lot of a lot of the therapies that you have in your book uh, are preventative things that mm-hmm. you can do. And Absolutely. we're finding that the insurance carriers are, you know, are more open to it. Um, they'll pay for certain things now. I think acupuncture is one where they'll actually pay for it. Yeah. Again, it helps to be 3,000 years old and have billions of satisfied customers along the way. It's mm-hmm. a little hard for them to uh, claim that it's a uh, a new, untried treatment uh, when it's got that kind of a history behind it. But there's things mm-hmm. like the Ornish program uh, for heart disease, and uh, I wish I could share your. It's a program that has been medically proven to reverse and cure heart disease without drugs or surgery. And How do you spell it? O R N I S H. Uh, Dr. Dean Ornish uh, created it. He's actually, I think, modified it. It's now called the Spectrum program. Because he's uh, taking it just from people who are deathly ill, and on you know got one on one foot in the grave and the other foot on a banana peel, to people who want to be healthy and they don't know what to do to how to start the process. So mm-hmm. the spectrum is lets people choose. But what he discovered as a heart surgeon is that uh, anger, hate, uh, a lot of unresolved negative emotions. Uh, lead to the heart having problems and causing heart attacks and strokes. And he developed a combination program that is not only diet uh, and exercise, but also uh, emotional therapy and learning how to become part of a group and a community and and resolving the differences and problems within the family. And as, as he tells his patients when they come in for the treatment, you know, he said, if you really don't want to die, if you want to live, we can I can show you the stats. We can give you that. It's one hundred percent successful. Uh, even if you've had heart surgery before and no matter what medications you're on right now, we can save your life. But you've got to be willing to do everything that we tell you to do. You can't just mm-hmm. pick and choose, say, Well, I'll take this pill and not that pill. Uh you've got to do everything he says to do and it'll work. Uh so there's Tremendous uh, progress being made, but unfortunately, insurance companies would rather pay $50,000 for a hard bypass operation than $5,000 to send somebody out to San Francisco to go through Dean Ornish's program and prevent the problem mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm-hmm. So they're uh, they're still struggling with a lot of this new age stuff, but uh, fortunately, Ornish's uh, his therapy actually has been accepted by Medicare, uh, I guess about two years ago now. Uh, that it's been oh. so well documented and medically proven that even though it's kind of a, uh, a woo-woo, you know, fancy complementary alternative medicine mm-hmm. deal, it works. I mean, the results. Uh, he's got the CAT scans and everything else to prove that the veins open up and the heart works, and people don't need surgery. So everybody's beginning to realize maybe there's something to some of this stuff after all. Is he the only practitioner that that does it, or are there other offices throughout the U.S. Denise, you got me. I don't know the answer to that one. Uh, I know 
the original Orange program. He was the, the founder and creator and sole proprietor of it, and he kept it pretty mm-hmm. close to his vest. I think once he expanded it and, and went into what he calls the Spectrum uh, program, he did start training some other doctors because it's uh, it's good for a lot of other ailments. Uh, it's just a good, healthy program. Uh, so there's, I think he's got some other doctors. I don't know if they're trained in the heart therapy part of it, but mm-hmm. I may have to call his office and find out. That's a very good question. Well, I just thought, you know, perhaps if listeners are interested, it'd be a good thing to know. Well, he's got a book out called The Ornish Program that lays the whole story out. So uh, kind of like your book and my book, uh, you can at least get some of the basics and and decide maybe this is what you've been looking for after all. So it's the Ornish Program and it's Dr. Ornish? Dr. Dean Ornish, yep. Dean, okay. Great information. Like I said, uh, uh, when you... When you start researching this category and you learn one new therapy, and as you're learning about ther- that therapy, you learn one or two more that you'd never heard of. So you learn those, and mm-hmm. they point you to something else, and it becomes a perpetual process. I just learned a new one last week that I'd never heard of that's been around for almost 20 years. So it's amazing what what's out that? there, Denise. Uh, it's called mm-hmm. NET, Neuro Emotional uh, Technique, I think, was, or therapy was the name of it. Uh, it's a variation on chiropractic uh, treatments that involves the emotional uh, toxins and nutrition, and it's kind of a whole package deal. But it was suddenly a very interesting process. Hmm. That's in my folder for the third edition <laughs> in a couple of years. <laughs> Do you think that doctors are um, more open to using complementary and alternative medicine? Um, have they introduced it into the medical schools at all? Um, I know. I, was say. I know. Um, you know, major facilities like UCLA, they actually have. I think they have their own departments. Um, I think even UCI does you know, here in California, and that's why I think that there is a trend for its use. Oh, very much, and uh, University of Massachusetts. Uh, they had a program that started, I'm going to say back in the 70s, uh, and the gentleman who started it, his name escapes me at the moment, uh, having a little senior moment, but they've expanded it, and it was basically a meditation program, and he's proven the medical value uh, of meditation uh, for just a wide variety of treatments. But it seems to be kind of uh, generational. The older doctors are still... Mm-hmm. You know they don't. They don't think they should have lost the federal lawsuit on chiropractic. Uh, that they were bad mouthing uh, chiropractic care. But the newer doctors are a lot more open to it. Uh, there was a study, I want to say two or three years ago, uh, of 126 different medical schools all over the country, and they showed that 77% of these potential new doctors thought that their patients would benefit uh, more if their doctors knew and understood. Complementary alternative medicine, along with what, excuse me, with Western medicine, uh, as opposed to just knowing Western medicine itself. So, huh. the term integrative medicine uh, came into being, and, mm-hmm. and doctors are mm-hmm. looking a lot more at uh, what is out there. What can I use? Uh, I may not know all about it, but if I know a little bit, maybe I can at least point them on the right direction, and we can work out a real customized program for each individual. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there there appears to be a reform effort. They're finally Basically. admitting uh, the fact that what we consider modern medicine is really only about mm-hmm. 125 years old. Uh, and mm-hmm. for them to badmouth something like uh, traditional Chinese medicine uh, that goes back thousands of years, or Ayurvedic medicine which goes back thousands of years, uh, you know, there's a reason that those things have existed and treated so many billions of people over the uh, millennia uh, successfully. Uh, there's got to be something mm-hmm. there that was working, or it would have disappeared, you know, a long time ago. So they're beginning to right. open up the the thinking camps a little bit, saying maybe there's something we can use there. With every show that I do every week, the common thread for for good health is good nutrition and trying to, you know, reduce stress in your life. Absolutely. A lot of the um therapies in your book utilize this. And yet there was no real listing about nutrition, other than to say it's really important and there's a lot of great books mm-hmm. out there and I didn't mm-hmm. need to reinvent the wheel. Uh, I mean, one of the books on my shelf is the uh, encyclopedia, or excuse me, the Prescription for Nutritional Healing. That is a huge book. Uh, and and why do I need to reinvent the category when there's so many wonderful experts already out there? But it's mm-hmm. uh, one mm-hmm. of the things that uh, T. Colin Campbell showed in the China study is just how important nutrition really is and how it creates inflammation and problems in the body that show up literally from one end to the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, it, there are a lot of great nutrition books out there, and I recommend China Studies as a place to start, but there's just so many great therapies on, on how to customize your own diet. Mhm. So, what would you recommend to listeners on working with their spirit? Because mm. as we, you know, covered earlier, sickness is tied into your mind and body and your spirit. Absolutely. And and I don't think people realize just how much it's tied in. Uh, mm-hmm. We assume that our conscious mind is uh, the the engine on the train, that it does all the thinking and has all the power and control. And unfortunately, that's really just not the case. Uh, that's really more of a, the old handcart on the railroad t- tracks uh, compared to a 99-car freight train that is our subconscious that controls every cell in our body. Uh, literally the trillions of cells are all under the control of the subconscious mind. And if it has a belief that it has picked up from your childhood or from wherever, and as ridiculous as it is, and and the fact that it makes no sense whatsoever, but if it believes it, uh, it will give you what it thinks you want. And if it thinks you want ill health and you want to die young, uh, that's what it's going to give you. And that's why there's so many different uh, therapies out there to find what is in your subconscious to get it aligned with your conscious beliefs uh, so that everything's working on the same page, as they say. Uh, Mm -hmm. 
to get the a start on a mind therapy and and try and get at least a handle on what's going on, I would say probably meditation would be the best place to start. Uh, mm-hmm. It's simple and easy, and uh, there's so many great techniques out there. In fact, there's a new one, and I'm going to be – my senior moments are becoming more frequent. Denise, my apologies. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a nude form of meditation, uh, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but it's being researched out of the University of Oregon. Uh, a professor came in out of China. He's a uh, temporary professor there at Oregon doing the research, and he has combined traditional meditation with sound, with some other things, and he has really amped it up and made it much more powerful, much more effective. Uh, He can reduce stress by a higher percentage, literally in a matter of 10 sessions, instead of the years that uh, yoga and a lot of other uh, traditional meditation techniques would take to produce the same kind of results. Uh, So Mm. there's some amazing things going on out there. our science technology is beginning to help us uh, point the right directions that we can save time and do things a little bit more effectively. So I'd have to say meditation would be the place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good recommendation. I'm curious, what is uh, quantum healing? Oh, you're you're getting way out on the edge of things now. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, um, yeah, let's have some fun. Well, I was going to say, if you've had any exposure to quantum science and quantum Mm -hmm. mechanics, uh, which is weird enough as it is, uh, you're talking about things where, and I want to say it's Schroeder's cat was one uh, example, where in their view of quantum mechanics, the cat in the box is both alive and dead at the same time. And it's only as you open the box that the choices funnel down and it's either or alive or dead. Uh, so you get into things that uh, that they're now beginning to test uh, some computers that can function on a quantum level and do things mm-hmm. in two or three different states simultaneously. And quantum mechanics basically is saying, well, we can use a picture of you as one example uh, because it possesses a direct link to your body and we can treat this picture with our energy healing or whatever technique we're using and it will apply to you because this photograph is of you and it's our our way of using quantum mechanics uh to reach you over the miles and over the time so yeah. there's there's some very interesting and very strange things going on in the field of quantum science mm. sounds but sounds like it they're they're getting into some very strange areas and yet uh you know there is science behind it and how we use it for health, uh, they're just really at the bleeding edge of discovering it. But if it works in the real world in different scientific uh, methods, then why can't we use it in medicine in some way? So hmm. we just have to figure that out at some point. You often um, talk about your own experience with um, the use of Rolfing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You care to share that with us? What it is and what it did for you, et cetera? Yeah, Ida, uh, Ida Rolf uh, developed a 
what I call a body therapy uh, back in the 50s, I think, for the most part. And its original reputation when it was really popular back in the 60s was that it was a very painful process. Uh, they really beat you up uh, during the Rolf sessions, but it also accomplished things that nobody else could. And over the years, she refined it and continued to twist it and tweak it a little bit. They don't. It's not as painful as it used to be. They're a lot more sensitive to the customer's pain thresholds uh, at this point. Is it a massage? It's rolfing uh, between the skin and your muscles. There's a layer that they call fascia that is like an envelope that covers the entire body, and it's one piece. And by manipulating the fascia, they can reshape and and recontrol how the muscles move and how they're shaped. So it's kind of like massage on steroids, for lack of a better explanation. Mm. Uh, it, it can be a little intense, but to give you an example of how effective it is, uh, years ago I hurt my back doing some guard work, and my chiropractor couldn't seem to get anything done to get it fixed. So my wife suggested I uh, go and try this Rolf practitioner here in town. So I said, you know, sure, at this point I'm hurting. i got nothing to lose. Let's give it a try. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they have you do is they have you walk back and forth in your bare feet so they can see how your body is moving as a whole unit, not just as a piece, but as a whole. And so I'm walking back and forth in her uh, studio, and the first thing out of her mouth is you must have a lot of problems with your knees. Now, I had gone to her because my back was in such pain. <laughs> but, in fact, I'd had knee trouble you know, for decades. And, in fact, at, uh, just a year or two prior, I couldn't walk across our local shopping center for a couple of hundred yards without having to sit down. So wow. I was a little surprised when she kind of pulled this out of thin air, and I said, well, yeah, I've had a lot of knee troubles over the years. How did you know that? And, and she just kind of waved her hand and said, well, the energy starts at the top of your head and flows down pretty good until it reaches your knees, and then it just stops. And she says, that's got to hurt. And I'm like, well, yeah, actually it does. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, you know, I said, can can you fix that? And she just waved her hand like, well, it was no big deal. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> do you have any idea of how many doctors I've been to? You know, I've, I've done the entire alphabet uh, from one end to the other. And nobody's been able to find out what and how and, and get it better other than pain pills. And mm -hmm. she said, you know, don't worry, we'll take care of it. And so in Rolfing, you start with what they call the basic 10, the initial 10-session uh, grouping that they literally reshape and retune your body from head to foot. And so lo and behold, after 10 sessions, not only was my back, uh, you know, back to 100%, but I could walk, you know, miles at a time and without any problems. So suddenly I became a real big believer in getting a regular Rolf tune-up uh, every year or two to be sure everything stayed in place because it's just amazing. And yet, to give you an idea of how these complementary alternative therapies continue to evolve, the first president of the uh, Rolfing Association, a gentleman by the name of jo uh, Joseph Heller, uh, was obviously a big practitioner of rolfing and, and very successful and headed up the National Association. But over the years, uh, as he you know, passed the torch to somebody else and was just a practitioner, he began to notice how people were talking about the same kind of subjects as he would work 
on the basic 10. And if he's working on the back or the shoulder or whatever, people would talk about their family, about the job or whatever. And he said, you know, this is too consistent to be accidental. So he started developing questions that he would ask to stimulate the conversation during each session. And it eventually evolved into a whole different process called Heller work. And so that's a whole different process <laughs> unto itself that combines not only the physical therapy, but an emotional therapy as well. So hmm. it's just amazing all the things that are out there. Hmm. One of the um, sample chapters, I think you might have it on your website, I'm not sure, um, but it's called the Alexander Technique. And yes, apparently a lot of professional athletes and entertainers use it. What What is that? Again, it's one of those 100-plus-year-old therapies that have been proven, you know, successful for years and years with, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, uh, and yet nobody knows about it if you're outside the immediate circle that, that is involved with it. And mm-hmm. uh, A.T. Alexander uh, was actually a professional actor. He was a Shakespearean actor, but he had one little problem. They suffered from chronic laryngitis, which, as you can probably guess, is a little bit of a problem if you're trying to earn your living as an actor. And he'd gone through all of the doctors, and they'd gone through all of the uh, people, the tests and all the therapies that they had of the day. And uh, Frederick Matthias Alexander said, well, you know, folks, you aren't getting the job done. I guess I'm going to have to pay attention and try and figure this out on my own. So he started with a mirror, literally, and looked at his own, the way he spoke, the way he used his throat, his mouth, his muscles, his breathing, every possible facet that he could think of, and made careful notes. And then he looked at people, at other actors who never suffered from chronic laryngitis, and looked at the way they spoke and were breathing and all of the details that they had. And then he compared them, and he noticed there were some big differences. So he developed a body training system to correct the problems and give him the best uh, techniques possible. And lo and behold, no more laryngitis. And Hmm. all the actors said, well, you know, that's great. Teach me how to do that. And everybody was happy. And then the dancers came in and said, well, wait a minute. You know, Mr. Alexander, you're, you're helping the actors, but, you know, we're always banged up. You know, we've always got pulled muscles and everything else. What can you do for us? So he went through the same process, looked at the best and worst cases, and figured out how to correct the worst to become the best. And over time, he created an entire process that was for the whole body. And of all the uh, interviews I've done all over the country, I've only talked to one DJ who was familiar with it, because it turns out it's actually taught at Juilliard today. Uh, Actors are still taught the Alexander Technique, because it helps them. Uh, it, it helps them project. It helps them minimize the wear and tear. Uh, and that was mm-hmm. really the, the reason the athletes got involved, is they said, well, wait a minute. If you can teach me how to maximize my performance and yet minimize the wear and tear, uh, I'm going to have a longer career and make more money. So they started mm-hmm. paying attention and taking the training as well. But again, and it's taught in the Royal Academy's uh, Performing Arts in London. Mm-hmm. But if you're outside of the world of professional actors and entertainment, you've never heard of it before. Mm. And yet how many teachers, factory workers, and others 
would benefit from having the training in the Alexander Technique. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. A lot of well, them. Well, that's a really good example. <laughs> Just one, one of your therapies in your book. Why don't you tell the listeners how they can um, get a hold of your book, where they can purchase it, give them the name of it again. Name of the second edition of the second edition, excuse me, is How to Unbreak Your Health. And the best and easiest place is probably just ordered from Amazon. Uh it's listed with Barnes and Noble and, and all the other major bookstores and all the distributors, so if they want to order the hard copy through their local store, I'm sure they can do that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of information on the book's website, which is simply www.unbreakyourhealth.com and has some sample chapters and some other information and, uh, so that they can learn more about the book. But there's uh, literally 339 different listings and 150 different categories. So if they can't find something they've never heard of in that book, they're not trying very hard, that's all I can say. <laughs> well, you've you've done a great service to uh, to humanity, really, by uh, authoring this book. I want to thank you for being a guest on our show. We're Denise, thank you for time. having me on. I really appreciate it. Yep. It's been a lot of fun. So we will... Um, we hope that you tune in next week and uh, be well, be healthy, and thank you for listening. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit Got Cancer? Now What? for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? Listeners, I just want to remind you that the entire contents of this radio show are based upon the opinions of Denise Messenger and her guests. The information on this radio show is not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified health care professional, and it's not intended as medical advice. It is intended as a sharing of knowledge and information from our guests and the experience of Denise and her community. We encourage you to make your own health care decisions based upon your research and in partnership with a qualified health care professional of your choice. Thank you again for listening. Take care. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.